Hey guys, it's Matt, and I have a really bad cold. And speaking of really bad colds and leaving you out in the cold, Audrey and I didn't really get a chance to record an episode this week due to a variety of issues and amalgamation of problems, if you would. And so I decided to peel back and look through the Otaku Melancholy archives to see if we had any episodes that maybe we hadn't posted yet. Because every now and then we make an episode or we do an episode and maybe we don't like it or we might take it down and we just leave it to be like, there's a couple of them like that. But there's always been one that I've really thought about, and that's been the Yasuga no Sora episode, which we did with Amelia and Dan from Otaku Host Club. And since we didn't do an episode this week, I thought I would just, Craig and I would just work together and just really work to try to make this episode something comprehensible because Dan, uh, no fault of his own, just computer problems, lost part of his audio. He only lost maybe 40 minutes of it, but still, for a podcast, that's kind of hard you know, to work around. Uh, so... We really just worked together and tried to make this episode into something uh, that you guys could listen to for this week because I really loved recording this episode. It was one of the most fun records I've ever done. And so hopefully the end result is something that you will enjoy. And I will be back every now and then during this uh, episode to give footnotes because since Dan's audio is lost for the first 40 minutes, you're not going to hear what he says. But there are times when you need to hear what he says. It, it, you, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get used to it, I feel like. But this edit, the first 40 minutes of this episode are going to be heavily edited to be sort of comprehensible. But I will provide, or someone will provide, a friendly footnotes to help you guys understand just in case. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you everyone who has supported us and everyone who listens and just, you know, gives the good vibes. Uh, I'll see you later. Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the podcast that knows that it's it's okay as long as you just say you know you just say you just say you just cross your you just cross your fingers while you're you you know you're pumping your sister. Oh. Just say no bromo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Matt, and I know it's not incest. It's considered wincest when it's this cute of a little sister. And I'm Audrey. And uh. You know, this is kind of a biography being from Alabama. <laughs> so this is Animesery, where we cover the worst, the wildest, and the weirdest of anime, and this week's episode is going to be on Yosuga no Sora, or as it's got a cool-ass, you know, side name, or sub, uh, side name and solitude, where we are least alone, which is such a cool, a cool name, but it's wasted on this show. It really is a cool name. It's like, ooh, that's uh, some deep implications. Yeah, who suggested this? Um, Silent Kitten and Magnetic. Oh, right. Don't and I guys. think that was purely for the uh, incest alone. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they fucking went wild at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's the same mentality I had. Like, the first arc happened, and I was sitting there going, like, when are they going to get to the... When is this going to happen? When is the Alabama romance going to happen? Yeah. Kind of some odd implications that that an incest show is automatically a candidate for animisery. And also odd implication that, oh, well, of course we have to have Otaku Host Club, like, uh, <laughs> guest starring for this. Okay, now, here's, here's, here's the asterisk on why they're here. And <laughs> what, there's also a sub-asterisk for why Jeff isn't here, because, you know. <laughs> but 
asterisk number one is that this show was done by Feel, who did who did a uh, the legendary or I think legendary Kiss Exis. So incest show done by Feel, you know, it's the last time they're yeah. on here. I was like, we could not come on. Well, could not bring them on. Right. What's crazier is that uh, <laughs> it's, from two, it's from 2010. Yeah. And just to note, this came on like the same year as Kiss Sex Sis. So the 10, 2010 was just the year of fucking your sister. <laughs> Studio feels like I'm horny <laughs> for sister. <laughs> I have a theory. So the Kiss and Sis TV show released in April 2010 and was produced by Starchild Records. Uh, let's see. Yosuga Nosora came out October 4th of that same year, also produced by Starchild Records, and that's based on a visual novel. So, my theory is Studio Fuel did Kiss and Sis, and Starchild Records say, Awesome! I got something else for you. It's this visual novel, it's also sister fucking. Do that one too. Thank you. I also <laughs> wanted to say this earlier, but. To confirm that 2010 is in fact the year of fucking your sister, Oremo also came out in 2010. Holy oh, shit! Oh my god! <laughs> is this like is this like the sis what happened impact? in 2010? This is like a baby boom, like incest <laughs> boom kind of thing, you know? For some reason, everybody was looking at their sister in 2010 in Japan and yeah. was like, "Yeah, I could hit that." They're like, "Yeah, fuck you, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you." They're just like, "Yeah, yeah, uh. my little sister, yeah." <laughs> Well, I guess I would be doing my part for the birth rates. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I, I do agree with you, Dan. Like, it does seem like, for lack of a better term, it does feel like they were up their ass over this show. Like, the music in this show, actually, it felt like they were trying to elicit a tone of, like, look at how deep this show is. It's, mm-hmm. aren't, aren't you hurting inside? And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. there crossing my arms going, like, when are we going to get to the fucking fireworks factory that I want to see? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than Kiss Sis. At least there was like some character development. I I disagree. Oh, yeah. is it because it just got right down to business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first the first thing I reacted to was there. It's uncensored. Yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, those are fucking titties. Okay. Like I was not prepared for the full nudity that was that was happening. <laughs> The first thing that got to me was in episode one when they had the flashback scene of him saving his sister and they're staring at each other and he just goes in for the kiss and like, damn, boy, you, you're getting it. Yeah, these kids were sexualized at a very young age. Yeah. Well, before before we descend into anime hell, uh, has anybody been watching anything that isn't this? Well, I was trying to lighten the mood. I was trying to, you know, to replicate the jeff experience been going ham on some attack on titan yeah i've been watching attack on titan actually i'm starting on season three now oh shit yep (laughs) oh shit i need to i stopped because of all this anime we had to watch yeah Yeah. i'm on like the fourth episode of season three yeah i i honestly my opinion on it was that season one was pretty good and season two i liked so much more there was a lot more intensity in the actual character interactions and I was really just hyped on the, um, you know, the little, I guess the little encounter they had with the Survey Corps chasing after, you know, the Armored Titan. Mm -hmm. That was a really, I really liked that scene. That was, especially 
just Irwin and his whole, you know, charge, charge, charge. I was, I was in it. I could yeah. not stop watching at that it's point. It's got, season two has a little bit of like that Empire Strikes Back vibe to it where you have these different characters going on their own adventures that are still connected. So you're seeing more of the world through different perspectives, through characters you're that you're still familiar with. Oh, praise me more, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited. But I didn't started season three because I had a lot of other anime to catch up on and seasonals as well. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also finished up Sweetness and Lightning, so getting ready to uh, talk about that. <laughs> Haven't started. You oh better God. get to it. Matt has too much anime on his plate now. Yeah. Well, this is Thanksgiving, so you got a big plate. Yeah. Oh, shit. You gotta eat it all up. Mm. Get that stuffing. Yeah, or you don't get any dessert. Also, Audrey. did you go fucking ooh on their Attack on Titan shit when I sent you a message about it and you just left me on fucking red? I was like, <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to do it. Did I? Yes. When did way, you send <laughs> It's way on back in the Discord. Oh, oops. You were like, I, just like <laughs> anytime you leave me on red, I'm like, he doesn't like that idea. Oops. Okay. Well, I mean, if you, well, the thing is he, he'll just see me pop into Discord with my mobile icon. It's like, oh, he's looking at it. And then I disappear. It's like, oh, okay. I presented it to the king. He looks down at it, looks away, and that's all I have. <laughs> If you by. said that to me during work, I was probably like, yeah, I'll look at this later. And I go back to Reddit and I forget about it. Holy shit. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Matt. Well, speaking of stuffing, uh, Yasuga no Sora. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, Dan. There's one in particular where I was like, why is this? Is this awakening something in me? Because... Uh, <laughs> That was that was oh my, my God, scene too. Yeah. I was like, am I into voyeurism? Because I'm getting aroused. Oh. <laughs> it has sort of happened to me, um, and it was one of those classic, you know, classic sort of affair. Same thing that happened in this. I didn't know that anyone was home, and my my roommate was, and. I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sneaky, bitch. Like, I'm going to go in the bathroom of my roommate's home. We're going to be quiet. <laughs> like, I don't think I've gotten walked in on. If so, nobody's told me. All right, guys, quick footnote here as to why we say Doggy Dan. So here is a part where Dan was talking about some of his uh, sexual experiences and one of the times that his roommate or a friend or somebody came in while he was having sex and saw his huge, magnum-ass, big-ass, massive penis and compared it to a donkey's. And so after telling that story, we uh, his, his nickname is Donkey Dick Dan. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh my god fucking craig bass boost that donkey dan why donkey though because he's hung like size? a donkey is that your dick size donkey size all his new dan was packing an extra large dick you've heard it here oh folks dan has an extra large penis <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta get that ma- that magnum condom for his magnum dong <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that scene actually, I was like, wow, in principle, that's really hot. 
But what ma- I also laughed at that scene because he's just like smiling while he's just like at, going at now. And then he sees mm-hmm. his sister in the room and he's still smiling and he doesn't <laughs> stop. And I'm like, what a fucking commitment to excellence, dude. <laughs> the scene that did it for me was uh, during the festival when uh, the no, everyone was enjoying the festival. And then all of a sudden, Haru and now we're just going at it behind the temple. And like yeah. he presses her against the wall and she says, don't untie the sash. I'm like, oh, damn, hello. <laughs> you like, <laughs> I'm just looking down. You like what you see, boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the outside scene too. That is a good scene. I like mm-hmm. that scene. I just like, I, I made some notes for this episode in particular because I was kind of binging it. And one of my notes is just like, they doing it to fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you all done it outside? Huh. You guys are silent. I was like, I was you have like, to rack your brains. I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't like the outside. Why would I go out there? Like, I don't want to be. A, <laughs> I don't want to go primate. I mean, like, there's no <laughs> nature, natural urge in me that I have to do this outside. <laughs> and uh, that's and of course the golden scene when he's just doing it with his sister in the doorway. <laughs> And this f- concerned friends just hear it from the other side of the door. They're like, excuse me, is this trouble or is this a fucking? Either way, <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> Here's another footnote. At some point, Dan started talking about the eye discoloration that one of the girls had during an episode of Yasuga no Sora, And her eyes were bright bloodshot red. And uh, yeah, she looked like she was, uh, you know, doing a little bit of the, you know, the marijuana. Yeah, I I was just like I saw that and I was I I, I sent Audrey. the message at the I yeah. just immediately I was like look at this girl she smoke weed every day jeez <laughs> <laughs> she has fuck right now but yeah the only other instance I can think of uh, that you were talking about Dan where they changed the eye color and it's really not necessarily at that point but Witch's Journey or Journey of Elena. Uh, after she got through a crying fit in the first episode, she had like real puffy cheeks or puffy right like bags under her eyes. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. But that came out this year, and Yosuke Nosora did this in 2010. So revolutionary for its time. Also, also, I'm gonna just call this out right now. Uh, How dare you people just set me up to fucking watch softcore hentai sex? In my living room. I was like, in the Discord, what happens in episode four? What happens in episode four? What happens in episode four? And nobody said anything. So I'm just sitting in episode four, expecting some big dramatic reveal. Like, expecting the sister to come in and say, like, no, I own Oni... uh, I own Big Brother. But no, they just... They just fucking... They be fucking. Mm -hmm. That That is the show. They just be fucking, okay? It's literally just, like, the last five minutes of of the the almost end of the episode so like you get all this like character development about these characters you you know they're gonna fuck at the end of the show yeah you gotta wait you gotta wait for your reward yeah it's it's pavlovian when you know that the reward will be will be sexy scenes you'll you'll read through any garbage yeah okay have you played it matt don't fucking don't fucking put me up here right now what i i actually okay i actually have this on my old laptop but the fan translation was pretty shitty. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, and I guess this will transcend into actually discussing the anime. I didn't like any of the girls enough on first impressions to actually mm-hmm. say, this is worth diving into, just diving into. This is worth, you know, there, there was no, in the game, from just my first experiences, there was no sort of revolutionary sort of nuance that was being brought to this slice of life sort of story for me to say that, yes, I want to continue on with it. Because I have played mm-hmm. Arrogay where there was a sister option. And this one just didn't, it just didn't feel like it was going to go in a specifically taboo sort of in the way of Dan's recommendation, Koi Kaze. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was going to, you know, like, obviously I didn't know what Koi Kaze was back at the time. But I was waiting for that sort of taboo sort of you know, re- just experience. Cause that's, what's kind of hot about it is the fact that you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But just from that first experience, I was not getting like, it was going to, you know, frown upon it. Like say, this is bad. Instead, it was going to lean more into the anime tropings and say, you know what? Love is love. And it's especially love when you love in someone who you love because they've already been loved by someone else. And that's the thing. It definitely seems like the anime is trying to go that route of, Oh, this is a, wonderful story of two siblings who have a complicated relationship and they have to uh, they have to escape their home life because their relationship is so taboo and now they have to figure figure it out for themselves to see like if this is something they can or want to do and how they get to go around in a society that looks down on it but then the anime itself also says all right enough of that here's your here's your age scenes yeah I, I definitely feel like one of the things that versus Koi Kaze to this is that this only spent four episodes talking about the inset like three episodes, three or four. Somebody fact check me. It spent so little time developing these characters and making it seem like there was something blooming forth, whereas and you know, uh going back to Koi Kaze, there's, you know, it's thirteen or twelve episodes of it and it starts off with them saying, like, Ooh, you're very I'm attracted to you and then they find out they're siblings. And so ah. there's sort of this, there's a natural sort of progression. Meanwhile, in this show, because it's trying to have, and, and this is my fault with it, is that it's trying to give everybody a piece of the cake. And the problem is that by trying to make the, but the problem with the cake is that everybody's like, I want strawberry shortcake. And somebody else is like, I want chocolate cake. And somebody says, I want red velvet. So this person who is not a master baker has said, I'm going to spit the cake up. <laughs> into four spots and give everybody a slice and they've and made this fuck it yeah and they made a hodgepodge cake the blend the, the slices the, the ingredients blend over into the other ones and it just makes some nasty ass chocolate velvet chocolate velvet strawberry you know vanilla cake and it's gross and so when you're handed your slice you're like oh this is just kind of the same as what the other person has and not what i specifically wanted but they're trying to entertain each route and that just it doesn't work for me you know, it doesn't work because like he's already he's already slept with like all of the girls before he even gets to his sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like so <laughs> that's my issue with the visual novel like adaptations is like they always try to get the fans who have played the visual novel to get into the anime and please everyone by giving them every route that was in the game when they could when they could just like literally decide on something and then make a full ass like 12 episode anime and complete and talk about all the incest issues you know that's what really confused me about this show i didn't know before watching that was a visual novel adaptation or maybe i did maybe i had a hint but when there was episode three you're like okay i know where this is going yeah when it got to the scene of kazuha the the girl who plays the viola, viola, or was a violin, whatever. Rich girl. Yeah. 
and the other girl Akira when they're in the in the bathroom and Haru is spying on them. It has that for one episode, and it goes the storyline of him with Kazaha. And then next episode, it goes back to that scene, and now he's talking with Akira, and I'm like, is 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 this doing a visual novel thing where it's just starting over? Is this a new timeline? But yeah. it presents the rest of the show as well. There's 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 no indication that it's a new timeline. It presents it as though it's the same timeline, and he's just going to town with like three or four other girls. Yeah. And there's other shows that do this, uh, Photocano, mm-hmm. Seiron, Seiron, the, and they all suffer from like the same thing. It's like, what's, what's, what's going on? Why, why are we, I don't, I don't care. I feel like if you're going to like, this is just me. I feel like if you're going to adapt something, you need to adapt it, not just rip it from the, uh, rip it from the game, rip it from the page and just throw it on the screen and hope that it all works out. For example, yeah. And I'm going to dick, like, I dick right on the show, I feel like, a good bit. Clannad. Clannad is a visual novel where you have multiple endings. It's not just the uh, Nagisa game. Nagisa's the main focus, and you go down that road, and she's, you know, she's got her own after story chapter. But mm-hmm. every single girl has her individual route. But what they did with Clannad is they kind of intertwined each girl's struggles and her strife and their story to this, this core plot of Nagisa. And it works really well. It work. It makes it into an anime and not just an adaptation. You know, I feel like yeah. you could watch Clannad and you would be like, "Oh, this isn't you know, this isn't based off a a a visual novel." You would get that vibe. You would never yeah. know. It's and cohesive. This, yeah, it's cohesive, and it's the same thing with Steinsgate. Steinsgate mm-hmm. has the same sort of thing. There is a multiple paths, but they said, "Listen, we're trying to make an anime, so I'm not going to show you what happens when you 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 go down Ferris's route because." We're telling this this core story, so we're just gonna skirt along it and make a cohesive anime. But this show is just like, oh, gotta please these fucking horny, horny fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. How, how dare they would be mad if they didn't see Nal's titties flopping around? Tomoyo after OVA win. Well, they, well, they had the 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 special OVA for that, but you know. Oh, they really did. Huh. Well, yeah. If her route and her route and other girl Kyo Rio that one, they had two specials of nice. their uh, their individual routes. Tomio is the true ending. Fight me. I won't fight you. <laughs> yeah, me either. Nagisa sucks. Yeah, she sucks. I was going to say dick, but she doesn't. <laughs> so for this footnote, uh, Dan at this point talks about the um, anime that have been adapted from visual novels and kind of what they do with branches and routes and the storytelling involved. And Audrey took that chance to talk about how School Days just had a character who decided to go for all the branches. Yeah, right. School Days makes that format work because the main character is such a dirtbag that you can believe him doing the, like, just going around sleeping with everyone casually. Haru doesn't have that same, like, aloofness that he can flaunt around. Yeah, he's gotta be he's gotta be in it with them before he fucks them. Yeah. yeah. Haru is honestly one of the worst parts of this show for me. Whoa. I hated Sora. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Dan just asks why these girls even like Haru, the main character of Yusuga no Sora. They're from a small they're from a small village and he's got white hair and you know when you're in a small village and you know the only the only boy that's cute is you know fucks his sister you know you kind of want a piece of the pie <laughs> you got to take what you get 
you gotta take what you gotta get. You know uh, what I mean? At least now has something. She has some history with him to where yeah. she like has some <laughs> trauma. And now uh, is my favorite, to be honest. Haro was f- nice to her, but you know all the other characters. I don't know. Now is my favorite too. Yeah. Oh, can we do a fuck Mary kill? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is at this point that Dan proclaims who he would fuck, marry, and kill from Yasuga no Sora. I could not hear or understand what he was saying, but I am sure that it is a very good pick because it is Donkey Dick Dan's pick. <laughs> yes! Dan, we are still friends. Okay, can I play now? Yeah, 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 go. I would fuck, uh, I would fuck Motoka, the maid, for sure. Oh like, my gosh. she is an absolute degenerate, like... Mm-hmm. I, I just like her scene. She's just always super fucking horny. And I'm like, <laughs> that's cool. Um, I'd marry now because now is does some really cute things that I would never do in real life. Like it's one of these things I always think is cringe, but the fact that she would want to do them is just really what touches me. Like when they go on their date and she says, we need to wear matching colors if we can. I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. But then I'm kind of like, I kind of like to do that though. <laughs> and I, I I like how attracted and how just just the way she is. I think it's really adorable how into Haru she is, even to the extent of just accepting the fact he's fucking his sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I feel like I feel like now it would be a great like a great partner. And also her sex scenes are the best, so I'd want to have that mm-hmm. on lock. And I would kill the sister as well. Fuck the sister. Yeah, the sister's fuck so that sister. fucking annoying. I want to fuck her till she. No, just kidding. <laughs> wow. Stop. <laughs> I'll just say something bad, <laughs> and I don't have control over. <laughs> over I my want to censorship. peg her with a knife. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. <laughs> Speaking on I'll now say and, she bleeds. and wanting matching colors for the date, I like how she has this nice outfit, and then. Haruka just shows up with a blue tie, like, uh, I'm matching. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, fuck yeah, Haruka g- for that. Good job, dude. Uh, also, his fucking shirt is a mess. I'm mm-hmm. just, it's, oh. like, it's untucked, and the cuffs are unbuttoned. I'm like, who dressed this boy? His sister. One more thing why I like now is her scene where she's talking to him over the phone. And she's just, like, rolling in the floor and smiling. That was so fucking cute. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, and it was also, I used to do the same thing back when we had landlines, like, hard <laughs> landlines. I would sit in the floor, then I'd go into laying in the floor, then I'd roll around the floor. So I said, I feel that energy. That's me. I'm glad we I'm glad we still don't have landlines, because I'm a roaming talker on the phone. And if I was restricted by a landline, there would be a huge rut, like, at the phone. What about you, Audrey or Amelia? Who are you gonna fuck, Mary Kill? Mm, I'm literally, I'm murdering Sora like five times over because I hate her so much. I'm gonna, mm. But now, hmm, hmm, hmm. Fuck Sora, guess- marry Sora, and then have a hitman kill him so I can get the insurance money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta want to fuck the maid though. Nice. And I probably BFF Akira though. We would go in on it. Go in on it. <laughs> yeah, we would be BFFs. Um, I get her. I get her some D because she doesn't get any D in the show, <laughs> and it is a tragedy. Oh, she doesn't. I thought she had a scene with Haru. Yeah, she does had she? a. Yeah, she get. She does, does doesn't she? she? What? What? Did I I'm miss that? Sh- I'm pretty sure did she I- did. 
Like, I don't blame you for not remembering Amelia. I don't remember it either. Hmm. But now's my bitch. I'll wait that girl. Oh my god. Now's She's so my, cute. Now's my bitch. I put a ring on that. <laughs> I put five rings on that. You minds, girl. Donkey Dick Dan then proceeds to recount tales of his dating experiences, many which will have Chad-like energy and reflect upon his manly anime fighting spirit ways, which have impressed everyone who has listened to them, as you can hear Audrey and I with such impressed sounding voices or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. What maximum charisma you must have to just (laughs) afford that to yourself. (laughs) Meanwhile, my sell is, I'm an investment, like... And by investment, I mean I'm an actual investment because your stocks may plummet. I may get in a fit, a depression fit, and then push you away, and I'll never talk to you again. But that's just how it be. Sometimes the stock market crashes. But that's impressive, Dan. Like, this is a, yeah. this is really learning more and more about you. Dan is is just building a mythos around himself. And <laughs> it's just, he just gets more impressive every time he we talk with him. The Dan wiki is going to form soon. So to get out of the way, I would kill Sora because she's so selfish and useless. Like every time Haru comes in, half more than half the time she's just laying down in front of the door. Like <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> One time he came in, I just I spoke as Haru. I was like, God fucking damn it, sis! Come on. <laughs> uh, I hate all of her outfits. I hate what she wears. Yeah. Um, I hate her scene where she like comes into his room at night and she's like, um, I'm going to come, but then like doesn't do anything. And like he measures her, um, her like size oh. so she can get her uniform. And then her underwear literally rustles me. They are like way too big for her. They're like too roughly like, ugh, 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 ugh. Uh. It is at this moment that Donkey Dick Dan then proceeds to debate the spelling of cum, C-O-M-E, versus C-U-M, and censorship in a discussion that scholars are very are very just depressed that they have lost forever because it is of high, high intellectual value, and we have just lost a tremendous piece of scholarly uh, literature by not having this discussion available for your ear holes. I am very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do C-O-M-E as a censor. What? <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is spelled C U M. I believe it's a censoring thing because I, I thought it was like uh, it was just slang, and if they decided to use slang or not. Yeah, you have to think like, that. Come, come is a slang because it's for semen. So like, yeah, you're not gonna be like, I want semen. Well, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> it's a, it's an entry in the Webster's dictionary, so it's yeah. it's it's a real word. And you also have to think you have to take into account how puritan a lot of media producers are like uh the example that always comes up is the scene from hannibal the new hannibal of uh the dead bodies being hung at the back of a room and the producer said no you can't have that you can see their ass cracks and the the showrunner said what if we have blood dripping so it hides their ass cracks and they're like yeah that'll work so it's like even the the most inane sexualization has is too much for tv so an innocuous word like c-u-m come is just like too much i don't like c-u-m um. i don't know why i just that just like i don't like the look of that word it's too short but it's so powerful it mm-hmm. is powerful it's like mm-hmm. come 
I want everyone in my life now to be like, I'm semening. <laughs> I am semening now. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm arriving. <laughs> <laughs> I've departed. Uh, but yeah, my marry and kill would have to be a flip between the maid and Akira. And that would depend on if... Let's see. I would not marry Akira because I'm... Uh, Pretty much assuming that she would not be okay with doing it in the Shrine Maiden outfit. And uh, <laughs> that's. So if that's the stipulation, then yeah, fuck Akira and marry the maid. Mm. Love me mm. some Shrine Maidens. Just don't do it for me, really and truly. It's the outfit. I don't know why. I just really like the outfit and the implications. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why the maid works for me. I guess there's just this sort of, you know. There's this just, just this sort of power vacuum that you kind of fill up when you like. Well, never mind. I'm, you're gonna say you're gonna make that sexual when I take, talk about maids. Yeah, yeah, I bet you fill up the power vacuum with something <laughs> with the maid. Well, yeah, she has a power vacuum. She's got to clean the house somehow. Oh yeah, she's got that Dyson 360. Actually, I just realized that. I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but I could win either way. Shrine maiden on one hand, maid outfit in the other. Why don't you combine them? The shrine not, maiden. I, have you guys gotten your uh, your maid outfits in the mail yet? No. Don't give don't do that. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. I'm still not 100% sure if you're serious or not. <laughs> and I'm scared. I'm a fan of maids. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, if it comes in the mail, I'm going to be wearing it. I'm going to that's going to be well, my yeah. casual wear around this house. <laughs> if I get that maid outfit, I'm like, "Well, this is it. I'm employed." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll inspire me to do some cleaning. <laughs> so something else that I, I I guess kind of irked me a little bit was, and we talked about it briefly, was those special bonuses that you got at the end of every episode, which made each runtime on Verve look like 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, God. Oh, no, I don't want to do this. And mm-hmm. they're actually kind of funny, but I just did not have time for them. You know I what shook like, me the first time I watched it, when uh, so I I downloaded like two episodes on my on my phone and watched them during lunch break. What a bold fucking move, dude! <laughs> I hope you sat in the corner with your phone facing everyone else. <laughs> I took my phone out to the car and just eat lunch there. Oh, that's a mood. <laughs> and uh, so when I when I got through with the episode and I'm like pressing it to hit the next button, I see there's seven minutes left. I'm like, hey, what the hell? What am I missing? And I go Nothing. through and they have three EDs. With the sheer fucking audacity of this show having three EDs per episode. Oh my god, I feel that. I'm so mad about that. Like, who gives a fuck enough about the show and you made three EDs? I get I got mad about that every episode just. Seeing that bar, I'm like, there's seven minutes left. What are you yeah. doing? I got so angered at all of the songs that I skipped every single one. Wow. I don't have every time. time for that. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the annotations in the footnotes, because in the middle of Amelia speaking, suddenly Dan comes in and his audio works perfectly again. So I uh, hope you've been enjoying these little notes that I've been putting in so you understand the episode. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Uh, goodbye. And Pardon? I don't do that because there was this one time Dan was all like, no, why are you skipping the, uh, the OPs and the EDs? That's like, you know, it gets you pumped. It gets you hyped. I watch them all. The, I watch every single OP yeah, and ED. I, I, I watch like, 
bitch, I, I got to get on Dan's level, but not for the show. <laughs> like, fuck the show. I, I watched them all for this show, too. <laughs> I, the OP was, is, is un, uninspiring, too. It just doesn't do anything Yes, for me. It's just, like, pretentious. It's, like, setting up this, like, mood of, like, oh, we're going to be so, we're going to say a lot of things in this. We're going to really, like, change your mind. But then it's, like, <laughs> everything's, like, one-dimensional. I'm just, like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, So, yeah, this is a really little thing, but it drove me absolutely nuts how the show was, was audio mixed. Because the opening I know. and ending songs were categorically lo- uh, louder than the show itself. Yes. It just absolutely drove me fucking insane. There was also something in episode nine where the audio was like on two layers. They had like two two left and right channels. Right. So, so the sound the, the water sounds were all like weird and distorted. It was yeah. doubled up. I Okay, I, I was wondering up, Yeah, I that I that stood out to me as well and I couldn't figure out if there was something wrong with my TV. That, I know I, I thought it was me too. Like I thought it was something that was going on with me because my TV does have weird audio issues. And I said, "Ugh!" I was like, "What's going on here?" I'm glad you brought something up about that. Audrey, yeah, I that, thought my allergies were acting up. I couldn't hear it, and then I could hear it really loud. And then I was like, "What the fuck?" It rustled me. I took my headphones off, went up, got my earbuds, played the episode on my phone, make sure it wasn't the sound setup. And yeah, it's just the episode having shitty audio processing. Damn. You know what else stood out at uh, stood out to me? What stood out to you? I I knew this was going to be a good show when the very first thing I saw when I started up the anime was Media Blasters <laughs> in like oh that Spider Man Two PS Three <laughs> font, and then after that, Anime Works. Anime works. I'm like, mmm, this is some crisp vintage two thousand two anime style. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I'm watching this on streaming. Why is this happening? God, these are only yeah. on my VHSs. This is stuff I would see on like the DVDs that have three episodes on them. <laughs> Media Blasters is the stolid Otakon that Steven buys all his hentai from. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Amelia? Am yes. I remembering that right? Okay, that's what I thought. Because, yeah, when I saw the Media Blasters uh, logo, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's where. Stephen bought that Bible blank shirt and all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. You can buy a lot of stuff there. Just saying. <laughs> Media Blasters is wild. They have such a an illustrious record of getting good but also bad shows to license. Like they have this show. They have Golden Boy apparently. Oh and hey. Mm-hmm. And then they have mm-hmm. Green Green. Oh Green Green. Baby. So they just, you should do that for an anniversary. Oh man, I remember watching Green Green. Uh. <laughs> Audrey. It would just be like on episode three. I can't do it. It's so <laughs> boring. <laughs> and Bible Black. There you go. Bible Black. So they just pick up whatever. And Genshinkin. I like that. What? Oh, That's a Media Blaster show? They have a two, They license a 2006 one episode original Emoto Twins. Ooh. <laughs> it's like the cover on this just says Sex Exchange. And I'm looking at another show, Ijoku, and just says... <laughs> Medical humiliation. <laughs> oh yes, the doctor Damn. is in. Oh god. <laughs> what else is say? Well, yeah, what I, I'm kind of curious what the genre of medical humiliation is supposed to be like. Is the doctor just like, well, nothing is wrong with you except your extremely small penis? <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's 
the doctor really isn't supposed to be judging you, you know? Yeah. I I thought you were going in a different direction. Like The doctor's like, it's time for your exam, and he just pees on you. I was like, hmm, that's humiliating <laughs> and medical. And yeah, also has okay. on the poster for medical for, uh, for medical humiliation, warning, adult content, absolutely not for children. <laughs> I'm going to post it here in the group, in the group chat. You guys got to see this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Media blasters. What you guys doing out there? They We're blasting wow. media at you. <laughs> wow. There's Wait, also Boku no Sexual Harassment, the sequel to Boku no Hero <laughs> Academia. Is that a real thing? Yes. It's Damn. Well, I mean... My cat is vomiting on my couch right now, but I'm so into the podcast, I'm not going to stop it, I guess. Oh my god. I've just noticed a pattern. When you get a chance, look up the uh, studio Y-O-U-C. They have nothing but hentai. I didn't read the description. I thought it said Midoriya is a young businessman. (laughs) It's Mochizuki. They have one Smilf mansion. There's one of the this it's a, it's a parody on the uh, the trivia pursuit logo. It just says sexual pursuit. <laughs> this is wild. I'm having so much fun doing this, and I don't know. <laughs> Wait, do you guys not for do you Elf guys, and Laid? Do you guys not have media blasters that comes to your? Do they not come to your conventions? No. <laughs> really? We oh they we see them every year. Don't yeah, we like. <laughs> I feel like we fund fund their Otakon table. We, when it comes to ours, we have Faku. And yeah, we it. got Faku and that's it. That's cool. I mean, Faku's cool, but... Yeah. Faku Media is, Blasters, yeah. they got the nasty stuff. Mm, I can see that now. They do, they do like hentai like grab bags for like 20 bucks. Excuse me? Yeah. 20 bucks for yeah. a hentai grab bag? Yeah. There's usually like four hentais in it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a hell of a deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm just distracted with all these gold, like all these A plus titles. Gold Throbber, any woman he touches becomes so horny. <laughs> this is why I I'm getting lost. Someone help I can me. tell. Uh, okay, so going back to Yusuke <laughs> Nasora. <laughs> I didn't mean to distract with the whole media blasters thing, but you did have a point there with it booting up and you immediately getting blasted <laughs> with those logos. It took me to a different time. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of like Otaku USA when they used to give, you know, little free DVDs that had one episodes of shows on them because I think they had logos at the start of it as well. Yeah, that was, was kind of cool. I was expecting like an FBI warning to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we feel bad. Do we feel bad for the class pres? No. 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 Because the the class president, uh, more or less, says in the last episode that she wishes that she was fucking Haru. That's why she's so upset. <laughs> she didn't get to him first. His dick touched his sister, and that's you. <laughs> well, she should have womaned up. And made a move, and maybe she would have had her own route. But instead, mm-hmm. the only thing she gets is a sad little scene. You know what rustled me is uh, like when 
So they do flashbacks of now and Haruka when they were younger. No. Fucking <laughs> rustled me too. I was like. Yeah, and then like, so she, in, in the flashbacks, she has tiny boobs. But then when they show her in like, in like a flash forward, like, I don't know. There's a disconnect between her boob size from when she was small. Cause like when she goes to have sex with him in the flashback, her boobs all of a sudden become huge. And I'm like, if you are, if you are like what he, they haven't been in this town for like three years. So like you, if, if we're, if we're putting a number on it, like just say that they're like seniors. Okay. So like if they're seniors in high school, so like when you're, 13 or 14 like your boobs were like that small like uh, 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 I don't know I'm kind of wondering like what what happened here yeah I like you I, just want to over sexualize her when she's like a child I didn't like that scene because at the end of it Haru was just like face down on the ground with his pants off oh my yeah God. that was kind of weird that yeah was, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't really clear what was going on, to I, be honest. I had to like look it up because I was I was curious. Did she just aggressively like let him touch her boobs, or did they actually fuck? So I had to go to like a wiki and research it because I didn't know. And then apparently she just said, "My mom and dad are fighting. It's time. I'm DTF now." Yeah. Yeah, I and, thought they fucked, and then I thought he was like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> my penis is my penis feels weird now. I don't know. <laughs> so they they fucked, and then he just rolled over and went to bed. Timeless reaction. He was dead. Yeah, he was totally dead inside. <laughs> he, I, I just. It was a weird the shock scene. of losing his virginity to someone other than his sister. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> he said, I was, saving, I was saving my dick tip for my sister. <laughs> Please don't say dip, dick tip. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of Amelia's key words. <laughs> it's her triggers is dick tip. Yeah, now it is also semening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird scene, and it's it's really over. I don't know. It, it just didn't, it felt weird. It mm-hmm. felt yeah. really out of place. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't like, I don't like this show. You have to realize that this isn't like two young, two young kids just a- adventuring together, exploring together. This is created by grown people. They yeah. did this. Yeah, and it just when you realize that it adds that extra level of uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. That's that's really true. Something that I guess always kind of bothered me, and it kind of influenced what this sort of weird perspective I had on Japanese culture is: whenever you play these games and they're imported from Japan and they're translated by you know some company like J Novel, mm-hmm. not J Novel. That's a terrible example. Manga Gamer. There mm-hmm. you go manga gamer or something like that and they're in high school obviously because we have different restrictions and laws these games always start off with a warning that oh, all women and men in this in this fictional work are purely fictional and at least 18 years of age yeah you know even though they're in high school so my stupid self when i was playing these at the ripe age of 19 i was like whoa you have to be in school in japan for a really long time <laughs> when you're like a freshman and you're 18 wow <laughs> and then it, you know it was obviously just to skirt the fact that these are kids fucking mm-hmm. yeah these are and in this one they tiny kids fucking <laughs> they tiny kids like 
I don't know if they're supposed to be 14 in the flashbacks, but they look smaller. <laughs> small fuck. <laughs> they small. Yeah. But I mean, like, if they are 14, okay, I get it. That's when I lost my virginity, so. Hmm. 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. Hmm. Yeah, that is the age that you start to experiment, you know. Uh, I like the idea of these 18-year-olds still being in high school and <laughs> your reaction like, oh, look at these dumb motherfuckers. They just kept failing the same grade over and over and over again. <laughs> They're still stuck as high school freshmen at 18. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's ex- I, 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 I get why, though. But I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just... just, just just say it if you're gonna say it, American. Yeah. American Arrowgate distributors, just send yeah. me to jail for purchasing your product if you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So the one scene that absolutely infuriated me was it was either the first or second episode, but it was the one we mentioned earlier where Sora is just in her underwear, walks towards Haro. It's like, I want to come. And the episode ends like, ooh, we got some good stuff coming now. Next I know, episode. I was like, ooh, spicy sauce. And we get to the next episode. I want you to take my measurements from my uniform. I was like, how fucking dare you bait and switch me like that? Yeah. Insulting. I was upset. And then you don't even see them fuck until like eight episodes later. Yeah. Yeah. But when the, I was like, when it gets to uh, Sora fiddling with her tiddlies, that was uh, some, like, cr- that was some nice animation. You guys said nice detail, you know. The tiddly fiddly. Oh my god. I was I thought the nurse's nips were good. All right, not the nurse. Oh Who? God. Yeah, it's like. Did I miss the maid? The maid. The god, maid the at maid. the end yeah. of the like little shorts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the maid was fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> The maid was indeed certified. I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at the nurse picture that Brad sent. That's why we haven't talked. We have been talking about every character except one, and that's the first girl, Kazuha. Who cares? She's so boring. Boring. She's so, the. Ugh. She's my ugh. second favorite, but okay. she's well, she's third the favorite. typical what did, rich girl with high standards kept for her, and oh no, she has this. Whatever she has this interest, she has an interesting little side story, but it all it does is to it, it, it's a visual novel route. It's just something to get Haru and Kazuha closer together and a reason for them to fuck at the end. I I liked it. I mean, like she of all the four stories of all the four stories, it's probably the least engaging. I feel like. That you know, there are four separate stories, and hers is honestly the least, the least, in, like like I said, least engaging. There's a whole lot of just typical tropes that go on in her story, but that's true of every single story here. There's nothing here that's particularly original. But I liked it well enough. It was kind of comfy, and then I yeah. got the. It was like it was like playing an arrow game. It was just a <laughs> mediocre story, and then I got finished, and I got to see some sex, and I was like, cool. That makes that all worth it, I guess. Of course. See, I, I actually, I actually thought the plot of the first girl of of the rich girl and Akira was arguably, it arguably could have been more interesting than Nal's plot to like uh, suss out this weird family, um, 
yeah, this weird family drama, yeah. you know, with their history. That that could have been engaging. It just wasn't because the show isn't, you know, written very well. Uh, but the now <laughs> the now plot line wound up being so much more interesting just because, yeah, there was more sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. Well, also now had a little more trauma than everybody else. Yeah. I now. hate that that like over sexualization always comes with trauma. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Well, they gotta yeah. have that sympathy bu- sympathy bang, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's also a different. There's a different sort of culture at play too. Uh, one of the things that I did want to bring up at some point during this discussion is obviously while watching this, I'm sure you all got you. We might have all had the same mentality, like why is incest so prevalent in Japan Japanese anime? So I actually Googled that, and now I'm going. To, <laughs> I'm, now I'm going to jail. But first, before I'm going to jail, I, I found an article on anime news network from answer man that talks about why it was why it's so prevalent Mm. and basically the summary if i'm paraphrasing this so i might be a little bit wrong but one of the reasons he said that it's more common is because it's not as exactly frowned upon because it was a sort of a thing that was kept around until western influences really hit hard it was not uncommon for if a wife died in you know in the feudal areas feudal era feudal era if a wife died then a father might take his daughter as a bride now that's especially kind of fucked up you know just to say that yeah but there's also this kind of culture of that mothers would engage in sexual sort of intercourse with their sons uh while their husbands were away and it's just one of these things that you know whenever we think of sort of a western incest you know european incest it's always royal bloodlines keeping it with amongst themselves Mm -hmm. but the japanese and this is i'm i'm just saying it seems like a free-for-all and the article actually talks about how this sort of incestuous sort of activities that were going on in olden japan has led to the japanese having more sort of interesting health problems in fact one of the article readers friends or the interviewees engaged said that they thought that allergies were a specifically a Japanese issue. And so they were su- surprised to hear that other countries and other people had them because it's just something they thought came from the sort of feudal era, olden era sort of engagements of, you know, just intercourse and keeping it amongst themselves. So, and it, it, it describes exactly that it didn't really stop, stop until maybe around World War II in the U.S., you know, that, Western influence really came and slammed down and said, yo, yo, stop. <laughs> I, I think that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't like, it's not like I'm saying over here, like, incest is fascinating, don't you think? But just that, just this different perspective on it is really sort of just, I guess what makes, and is one of the factors that I like about anime, not to say I like incest about anime, but I like this sort of new sort of thing I'm not familiar with. And actually looking at your sister and again this is coming from my mind because i don't have any you know i don't have any siblings so i'm always looking at that like yo that's kind of hot isn't it does anybody else feel that way yo no okay but so that's kind of just interesting to me that this is just something that's you know more prevalent over as far as a fictional sort of turn or as far as a fictional plot point you know yeah i think that's always been the case where uh people who don't have sisters always think that's kind of hot Whereas people with sister, sisters think, absolutely fucking no, disgust, <laughs> disgusting. 
Yeah, I had no idea that this was this uh, anime fascination with incest was kind of grounded in reality in that way. Yeah, um, and I I'm a big believer in in moral um, relativism, but uh, I really got to put my foot down with with the uh, like incest is an antisocial behavior. You know, like that that's not really a relativity type thing in my opinion i mean there's a reason it's a biological reason why we are innately uh apt to think that it's disgusting because if everyone were to breed within their own families you know that creates genetic abnormalities that are bad for the species it's like in our biology to not do that kind of thing yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. yeah and there was a i remember seeing god damn it japan (laughs) (laughs) i remember seeing something like that where related to with uh with your uh your upbringing and how it affects your subconsciousness to where when you're growing up like from newborn all the way up there your relationship with the people around you starts forming before you start thinking about um you know the where you start thinking about in a intimate sort of way so like your relationship with your mm-hmm. mother father any siblings that has already formed first so when you get to that point when you're reaching puberty and you're starting to looking around uh, from a from a from a lizard brain sense or monkey brain sense, you're looking around for p- potential mates. You've mm-hmm. already have you already have your clan as your mother, father, siblings. That's already with uh, that's already been established, and you know there's something hardwired to where you don't even normally don't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the fuck are you doing japan why <laughs> all the way up to world war Two. like okay. yeah i included i included the article so no one would be like would think that i'm just making this up but it's just legitimately something that kind of can concerned me and also fascinated me again i, yeah, don't, have like, any, I don't have any siblings so i'm looking at stuff like oremo and going like they kind of make a cute couple <laughs> but in actuality if i did that to someone who had a sister they would say you are a disgusting, deplorable human being, and I would just be like, "Well, I don't have any siblings, so I can make I can make these statements. You can't." <laughs> I will say that I it's can... a it's a fun fantasy to think about. I have never once fantasized about having a sister and sleeping with her. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I just I think it's... Have, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I would want to fuck my sister. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, uh, "Disgusting." <laughs> It's like, yeah, I just was, I just thought it, just suggested. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, can- I do have two sisters, and the thought has never once crossed my mind. Yeah, I feel like people with siblings that are normal and in of sound mind would never be like, hmm, let me, let me see what fucking my sister would be like. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or brother for that matter. <laughs> What's sister's tits look like? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I I feel that, but it's just an interesting sort of thing in anime to me. And I, I kind of want to like meet someone that like wants to fuck their sister just so I could like ask them, you know? Well, I'm West Virginia is not that far away, is it? And maybe it's they're homeschooled too. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh, even better! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna conduct a full ass interview. West Virginia, fucking my mama, <laughs> country roads, take me yeah. home. Um, anyways, people who listen to West Virginia, this is all a joke. I'm not. I don't seriously think that of your state. I'm from Alabama. I get to make these jokes. 
<laughs> but in all honesty, West Virginia is something different. Alabama is something different, too. <laughs> yeah, because West Virginia has got a proud history of, of uh, powerful labor unions, and Alabama does not. <laughs> yeah, Alabama is very anti-union. Anti, yeah. uh, anti just any sort of worker. <laughs> Alabama does not like you being happy in it, so <laughs> that's a... <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So as, as once once Har, um, Har, Haruka once Haruka and, and his sister were really going for it, I was thinking about like, yeah, the way the way their daily lives started to shift, and it's like all they do all day is just fucking. You know? They in the honeymoon period, okay? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we let our guard down. We're ready to go. I've been thinking about this for a long time. You've been thinking about it for a long time. So let's just fuck all the time, you know? They're yeah, I guess when you, I guess when you say it like that, it's been a while since I've had a honeymoon period. Yeah. So it's like, damn, really fills up your day. <laughs> <laughs> fills up something else too. Wow. Ayo. So, of all the four stories, which one did any everybody sort of like? Which were the ones that you personally actually kind of not resonated with you? Because I don't think anything in this show is going to resonate with anyone beyond a superficial level. But which were those actual stories that you found yourself actually kind of looking up from your phone to see? Well, that's an interesting topic, and I'm glad you brought that up. But first, I have to ask a question. There were four yeah. stories? <laughs> I remember well, yeah. two, three if you count Sora's story. Well, I mean, different routes. There was, you know, there, there was, was Kazuha's. There was, uh, Ak- well, I guess Kazuha and Akira's were kind of like intertwined. Yeah, I need a refresher the- course. And then Nows, and then Sora's, uh, Sora's, yeah. and, and then the, and I guess- the maid. And the maid. Well, yeah, and the maid, but well, the and maid the, was like after. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, but the, it's it's it is greatly ironic that the maid had by far the most engaging character writing and the most. Sam's like, I'm not letting line. anyone forget about this maid. Well, yeah, her, no. Her, her, her little story about her ex and all stuff, like just for a five, like a three minute little clip, I was like, wow, that's kind of deep. Well, now I, I feel know, bad but then for she skipping. She went towards her ex, though. I was like, man, girl, you gotta have like mental fortitude. Do you like Haruka? Do you want to fuck him? Or are you go- you gonna run to this to your ex at his first beck and call? Come on. I mean, it's, 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 I thought I thought she was a little a little more. Uh, she had a little more integrity than that, you know. Well, I mean, like, do you want to like? It's hard. You've got this comfy, nice sweater, you know, you like to wear, and it's not scratchy or itchy. And then someone says, "Here's a new sweater, and it looks newer and brighter." But you don't know if it's going to be itchy, you know. So I mean, to be honest, at- like when when older women are dating guys that much younger, they're insecure about it sometimes. You know, yeah. I mean, that certainly happened to me plenty of times where you know women I was involved with were like, "Oh, I'm kind of I'm a little weirded out by how much younger you are," you know. And so mm. I, I totally see the uh, you know the feeling like um, you know maybe I want to be involved with this person, but the age difference is. Uh, too great and I can't get over that so I'm gonna mm-hmm. run back to my ex who at least is my age you know yeah and there's always know. the f- I'm not oh. a double dipper I did it once it's bad I already know <laughs> oh, but double double dipping is so hot so hot. <laughs> I love it I love it oh my god dance the guy at the party he's like did you double dip and you're like yeah and he's like that's hot <laughs> oh I mean just <laughs> 
Get your like yo, let's like let's break yeah, let's break up just so we can have X sex. You know? <laughs> mm. That's my uh-huh. fetish. X sex, yeah. Um But yeah, but, the only story that I uh, really resonated with or really paid attention to because I don't remember Nal's story at all except for like the flashback scenes I didn't realize she had a story <laughs> I forgot about it but <laughs> Akira and Kazuha's story was you know engaging but it's a shame that it had no overall impact on anything right mm-hmm. it it was kind of just fluff I was kind of just curious about the uh, the lineage of her family of Akira's family I was kind of sitting there going like oh they are going to be traded at birth, but then a flashback occurred and said, no, that's stupid. Why would that happen? Yeah. Reminds me of this but, conversation uh, I listened to at college once of these two guys talking to each other, legitimately talking, and this is two people in college. They had the the desire to gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. So these were fairly smart individuals, or at least determined to be smart. And they were talking about the Maury Povich show. And they said something along the lines of one was like, I'm just so tired of this unfairness towards men. They always test the men for the baby. Why do they never test the women? And I was like, holy shit, that can't be a real thought you're having in your head, dude. Why don't they DNA test the woman to see if she's the mother? I could not believe this was a conversation two grown-ass men were having. I mean, it's a... He has a good point in principle, but if you think about it for more than one second, then yeah, you will realize how stupid it is. What? I was just dumbfounded by it, though. He's got the spirit. He's, he's got the spirit. He wants equality, that's all. But, I, I, so that scene was kind of engaged. Like, that was kind of. How come only the men's restroom have urinals? <laughs> <laughs> you ever just advocate stupid equality? Uh, I I think women should have urinals. <laughs> Urinal suffrage, uh. I guess. Because there's nothing as painful as going to the bathroom and then, like, having an extra hard pee in the, on the urinal and it's splashing back at you. I think women <laughs> should be able to experience that as well. Yeah, well, that is really annoying. I mean, like, you act like some toilet bowls are not all made the same. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like, this might be a guy thing, and if this is weird, then Craig, please cut this out. But, like, Dan and, Audrey. and possibly Amelia, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. But, like, you ever just go to the urinal and, like, obviously in COVID times, we have to take that mandatory space, you know. Before it was a social expectation, but now it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. But you ever just pee and you think your stream's really hard and the guy comes next to you and he starts peeing and his sounds like the goddamn, like, Niagara Falls. And you just go, man, I failed as a pisser. Oh, man, no. I actually have, like, I'm actually embarrassed about my stream because, like, I, I feel like it's very loud. A lot louder than everyone else's. Interesting. <laughs> I don't really pay attention to the intensity, but the duration. Sometimes I'm like a semi-nervous uh, bladder or something like that. And if I think about it too much, it like takes a while for the pee to come out. So I'm like, come on, buddy, you can do it. Everyone's paying attention to me. They just see me just standing so here not peeing. It's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like, oh man, I hope there's nobody else in the stalls right next to me because they're. I'm, I'm gonna be very much louder than them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I never think about this that hard, to be honest. Uh, but I, I have my own P issue, which is the multiple stream. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. And that that I can't. I countless countless is the number of times I've wound up peeing on myself by virtue of the multiple stream coming unexpected at a weird angle, yeah. and I'm just like standing there like do 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 do, and then I'm like, oh my good god, I fucking just pissed Aww. all over myself. Well, and I hate that too. I hate the multi stream because it never just gives you warning. It's never yo, I'm about to split into two directions, and it'll <laughs> always hit your shoes, and you're just looking at your mm-hmm. piss shoes like. Mm-hmm. How disappointing. Mm-hmm. I, I always have that. Sometimes where it hits the urinal and it kind of sprinkles back onto your pants. So, like, I go to wipe my hands. Like, the last bit after drying my hands, I go wipe uh, on my pants. And I feel some moisture. I'm like, did I splash the sink on my pants? Or is that piss? And I just made my hands <laughs> filthy again. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. There's nothing worse than feeling warmth while you're peeing. You know what I always do? I I don't have any express reason for it. I always go for like the they always have the line of urinals and then that one that sits lower than the rest. I always go yeah. for that one. I don't know why it feels it feels really? like it gives me more space. Interesting. Less uh less happenstance for anything bad happening. The other ones feel too close. The the logic of the short one is that it's for little kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we, <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. peeing in the short one, see, I feel like peeing in the short one exacerbates our problems here because that makes for a longer stream. So it's got more impact when it yeah. hits the urinal. So it's got more, it's more apt to bounce back. At well, you. that depends. That's, Is the force of the pee coming out greater than the force of due to gravity? Well, you, Someone get the also, physics formula for this. There's also different. Like, there's, okay. I guess that makes sense. I feel like there's a science to peeing, and like some of it is legitimately just the amount of pee coming out, you know, because that contributes to the force. I feel like I'm not a pee a urologist as well as a pee all like I'm in grade school, but there's science to it. I'm sure someone has had to legitimately think about this for like you know toilet toilet seat development and mm-hmm. urinal mm-hmm. development, which I think is pretty cool. Not because I'm like you know like I'm not a Dan over here and fascinated by pee. I'm like one of you know <laughs> from the kiss systems. Yeah, I was I was waiting. Well, I I did think that now in in this show looked like looked the girl, like the piss yeah. girl. Yeah, she did. I think I was drawn to her because of that. <laughs> I was too weirdly enough. I said yeah. you remind me of someone who made me happy. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. I see your face <laughs> every time I look at you. Mm. You remind me of a girl who basked in golden rivers. <laughs> she showed. And she had the outside scene too, right? Oh, yeah. What is up yeah. with girls in glasses and wanting to do stuff outside? I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was a pretty what solid subject. <laughs> well, I was also going to bring up the fact that ever since I listened to the, the host club last episode, I've taken to when I go to the bathroom at work, I... Since the whole, you know, like different shoes thing so that people don't know it's you in the bathroom. I raise my legs up like I'm birthing in the stall so that no one can see my red ass sneakers. Really? Really? That sounds really... uh, How do you... Doesn't that inhibit your ability to poop? 
I'm not no, in there. No, actually, you're supposed to poop with your, uh, with your like in a squat position. Yeah, there's a squatty potty. Yeah, my roommate has a squatty potty where it's like a a, a sort of a pedestal or a, not a pedestal, <laughs> but sort of a platform, and you mm-hmm. stand on the platform and you squat down, and it apparently works better for your your colon health if you yeah. must, like if you're like a dog in the woods. Hmm. I've heard people say that. It's yeah, yeah I, I kinda, actually, I actually, I do have a weird bathroom story. Um, oh boy. Time, okay, mm-hmm. so this is another Starbucks bathroom story. So another, uh, I was yeah. Did you not listen to the Matsu-san episode? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> <Hold you>. red. <laughs> Continuing. Um, so one time I had to go clean the bathrooms uh, at my Starbucks, and I went in to clean one. And the guy that was in the stall or like the bathroom didn't lock the door. Um, so mm. I walked in on him and he was like pants to his ankles standing on top of the toilet about to squat. Oh, my on God. It. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can believe that they have signs in Malaysia. They have signs in Western bathroom, Western style bathrooms to not do that. Yeah. Like every stall will have a sign on it. That's like, do not squat on the toilet seat. Yeah, it was it was horrifying. Fascinating yet riveting. Yeah, I so the squat potty that you have, Matt. Yeah, that that must have been custom installed. The house didn't come like that. It's it is. It's like a contraption, right? It's like an as seen on TV kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it's an as seen on TV thing. It is basically a very sturdy plastic piece of plastic that you push up. It sort of pushes up against the bottom of the toilet, and ha- and makes so that the toilet has two sort of steps on the left and the right of it. And what you do is you basically stand oh. on stand on these steps like your legs will be spread kind of wide and then you squat down and that's how you use it and it's not it is okay because obviously it's feces and yeah just post a picture of it that's what it looks like exactly oh okay cool okay great let me look okay yeah no yeah 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 see the thing i have an issue about with this and maybe you got maybe guys don't have this issue but um so like you you can go like number one and number two separately uh Wait, no. Okay, so like sometimes when you're trying to trying to poop, you pee too. So if I was gonna squat yeah. on that, I would yeah. just pee at my at my wall <laughs> at the same time. Yes. <laughs> like, like, That's the worst though when, when I'm sitting down and trying to poop and my bladder's full and I can't poop because if I stress too much, then I'm gonna shoot. So I'm like ah, I can't poop because <laughs> right? I gotta pee. Then I stand up. I can't pee because I gotta poop. <laughs> okay, so I was wondering if it was just me. <laughs> your boy got your boy got IBS. I've never had trouble pooping. <laughs> but like poop, but like pooping and peeing at the same time. Like, how do you do that with the squatty potty? Uh, well, my dick is generally pointed down. Oh. Um, how do you? So I, yeah, I think you'd need some some directional work. I don't understand yeah, how I, guys can do that. Maybe it's because I have thick fat fucking thighs and like there's no space for me to do that but how do you pee sitting down how do, how do you do this explain it to me <laughs> oh by well you you gotta you risk you risk a little dunk i mean that's that's the, that's the crux <laughs> of it the, i can't do that if <laughs> wow Dan's uh, dunking dip dick tips <laughs> dick tip donkey dick dan <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the truth. Dick dip and donkey dance. 
the real King DDD. <laughs> I was thinking about your balls more than your dick tip, but oh, okay. oh yeah, I forget about those. Yeah, but won't won't your dick like touch the toilet wall? Yeah, what? well, I, yeah, I don't pee sitting down. You oh, know, um, who does? But that's neat freaks, in my opinion. I mean, like the people, the people that are overly concerned with getting pee on themselves or with pee particles, you know, like bursting out of, you know, off the impact into the air. Like I, I, I know I have a friend that advocates for peeing while sitting down for reasons of cleanliness. That's a interesting. That's a, Strong, strong alignment there. That's very, very radical. I'm fairly germaphobic, and I actually think the opposite way. I think peeing sitting down has too has too much risk of toilet contamination on your dick. Yeah, I would just like I I'm just a person that hovers. Like if I'm in a public place, I'm hovering. Yeah, I'm not yeah. touching my butt. See, not I, touching I, that toilet seat. I am so happy that work has these like little paper things you could put on the toilet seat. That saves oh, yeah, me. Yeah, I do. I double up. I double up on oh, those. Yeah, maybe I should yeah. too. I just, I just go poop. <laughs> yeah, me too. And and I, I gotta tell you, the squat, the squat style toilets. You know, I've encountered stuff like that uh, in various places around the world, and I, I physically cannot do that. I, I'll never forget the first time I ever had to do that was in in Shinjuku Station in Tokyo. Oh my god, went into same. A, a regular, <laughs> a regular uh, traditional toilet where it's just like a little hole in the ground. Uh, and yeah, my mother, I, I've motherfucking missed. My poop just landed right next to it. And I had to kick it in. You know, I, I had to kick it in with my foot. You know, like, I, I don't understand how people do this with like, where, how do you get the, where, how do you accurately get your poop to where it's supposed to go? And like, the amount of stress, like, just, just take a seat, man. And you're like, really. Like putting a lot of work, you know, it's like it's like you're going to the gym to take a shit, you know, like just just take a seat and relax and let it, let it just come out. You know? My issue is like how like how much of my clothes do I have to take off right now? Uh, yeah. Do I yeah. have to get fully yeah. naked in Shinjuku yeah. Station right now? Because yeah. like, I'm not prepared for that. I just got off the plane. Dude, I, I remember I did the same. It wasn't in Shinjuku Station, but I went through the same thing and I was in, in a... I forget where exactly I was. It was it was more like like a park or something, or like more of a rural type place. And I went to a bathroom, and I basically like yeah, had to take off all my clothes, and I was in like like kind of on all fours, in like a reverse <laughs> tabletop, trying to get this thing to work. You oh know? my god! It was like really Fuck fucking toilets. weird. <laughs> it's just like please God, send me a Western style <laughs> toilet. I need to just take a seat like a normal human being. Fuck. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So <laughs> away from poo poo pee poo. It's not pee pee poo poo time. Anyways, back to Yosuka no Sora. <laughs> Speaking of pee pee poo poo, <laughs> Yosuka no Sora. Uh, um, but <laughs> so would anyone say that this show was miserable? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Parts. Parts. That's what I was trying to talk about the stories. I was engaged in the last one, the Sora one, uh-huh. mm-hmm. because I was, you know, like it was kind of, and I feel like they did this knowingly because you would be like, oh man, I can't wait for him to see him fuck his sister. I can't wait to see this. So when it finally happened, I was a hundred percent attentive. I wasn't yeah. looking around. I wasn't distracting myself. So mm-hmm. I was just sitting there going, like, how's this gonna play out? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And it slowly just became. 
you know, kind of just kind of a hentai plot, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, like you were talking about earlier, Audrey. when he just saved his sister from getting smacked in the head with a glass and then kissed her. I said, this dude is just horny all the time because he does that a lot. He just leans in. These girls are like, oh, it's time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they always go full 50-50, which in my experience is not how that works. It goes a little bit. There's always a 40-60 or a 30-70 or maybe even a 10-90, and you don't want to be 10-90. Well, there was that one scene in the hotel where he went (laughs) (laughs) 0-100. Yeah. 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 Negative 10 to 110. I was so scared. I was like, don't make this dude a rapist. That's uh, the only because thing I think. It would have been fine if she just didn't say no. Oh. <laughs> well, she was saying I, no. I mean, honestly, that's that's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, bitch, you already like him. You know you like him. And you know right, You know what? Right now, he just needs he needs to fuck, okay? Well, she seemed so confused when they got in the hotel, too. too. Yeah. Like, they I'm warped. Like, you the, agreed to go to the hotel. Well, he did not what drag did you, you think? He drag you up to the counter and say, "We're going to go to this love hotel because it obviously was a love hotel." I got the vibe yeah. from oh, it. Yeah. And say, mm-hmm. "Let's go. Here's money." Because, and then they just happened. Meanwhile, she's just like, "Where are we doing? What do you just? What are we gonna do on the bed, Onisan?" <laughs> yeah, that's not my stance on rape, guys. Just I like, understand. Like, let's make this clear. This is just for this specific instance in this fictional anime. Okay. Mm. I do like I how mean, the whole premise of that scene is is Haru saying, "I'm so fucking horny for my sister. I got. I need some release." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just don't. I just like. Is this just any port in a storm? And that's just kind of mean to 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 now. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I think that that speaks about how just horny this character is underneath it all, mm-hmm. to where any person who, like you know, Makoto Ito has no integrity, but this guy seems to think he does, and just continuously goes on to these girls who are already horny for them, but he's always just like, we're gonna make out now, and that's going to lead to the sex, but he mm-hmm. has such a deficient in personality that it makes it just boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I think what the if I would have if I was in control of this anime for one thing we would have stopped production immediately. But secondly, <laughs> I would have made this into sort of a a, a sort of a school days story. I would have yeah, had each too. route be interlinked. That way he's fucking these other girls and they're like, oh he's so nice. But then it's underneath it all he's just going after it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that'd be more interesting to see, like a harem yeah. protag, you know, or a a a arrow gay protag be an arrow gay protag and not have separate timelines for him to just go full Makoto Ito and Mm -hmm. have this thin personality be a veil for the fact he's actually maliciously horny but instead it always seems like his niceness just gratifies everyone around him because who I honestly think it's just so stupid when characters personality quality or their personality trait is he's a nice guy who the fuck do you know isn't a nice guy who wouldn't help people out like I lost my locket. No motherfucker would be like, oh, that sucks for you. Bye. Maybe they wouldn't understand and be like, I don't understand what you want me to do. Bye. But no person would just be so deplorable and just not help someone out. Yeah. So it's just it's just stupid. Yeah, I, I agree entirely. The, the, he's not attractive. He's got like the bare minimum qualities of human empathy and politeness. And that's yeah. 
that's generally speaking not enough to cultivate a harem of women around you you know like dude needs to be like really good at baseball or something yeah have he and he doesn't seem to have any just like talents or hobbies his hobby is just goes to school comes home yeah it's not like we see him you know playing games you know sewing like well i was about to say sewing a farm but he was sewing the seeds everywhere am i right (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't like he had a personality and that's what irks me is these harem shows where the guys are like have no personality for example Mm -hmm. and i'm using this as an example because it's the first thing i'm looking over on my shelf a sister's all you need (laughs) is kind of a harem but that guy has a personality he's an asshole but he's because he's an asshole when he's nice to you, it's especially attractive because it's, oh, he's nice to me. It makes it special because he's normally such a, you know, such a weirdo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this guy is just always nice. So it feels like if he's just going to be nice to everyone and give everyone these sort of just friendly, just treatments, then it really makes devalues it for me if I was his friend. Personally, mm. I never understand why the friend, you know, in these shows doesn't get the girl like Ryohei. I completely forgot He's, about him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's a fucking yes. creep. Yeah. How, how oh. It's like, hey, yeah. Sora, did you... I think it's just because he talks about it so much. Like, like Haruka doesn't talk about his, like, conquests, whereas, yeah. like, Ryohei's just, like, all, all like, tits. Give me tits right now. Haru, I wish I could fuck your sister. You must be so yeah. lucky with so many opportunities to fuck your own sister. <laughs> like, yeah. Who wants to see Sora in a bathing suit? I do. And like yeah. any group of friends, that would just cut down any future conversation and make things immediately awkward. Which especially now is the one you want to see in a swimsuit, dude. Yeah. Now is looking mm. nice in that swimsuit. Yeah. Although, although the maid, I love her swimsuit. I love that one piece that still flaunts off her 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 cheesecake. Yeah. I like that one. Also, fucking rich girl swimsuit was ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's because she's the rich girl. It's disgusting to look at. <laughs> but I like now. <sighs> I like Nell's swimsuit a lot too. I almost was struggling to uh, succeed at No Nut November, honestly. Did you make it? Yeah, I thought of what we could gain from this. And what I could gain from it is I might acquire magical powers at the end of November, or I might not. Mm. And, you know, magical powers make it worth it. Godspeed, man. I'm doing the Lord's work out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this just stories just weren't doing much for anything. And I feel, I, I, I to go back, Audrey. yeah, I was miserable. <laughs> And it wasn't normally the misery that is induced from, Matt, you got to watch the show. It was, I have so many other anime out there that I know are good and that I'm enjoying watching, but I'm suffering through this. And obviously, if a show's good, there were some shows I had to watch in Anime Misery that I legitimately enjoyed. You know, um, Magical Girl Sight. Yeah. Loved that show. I had to watch it, but I was watching it and I looked forward to it. But this one, I just was wholly unentertained. I kept reaching for anything to entertain me i was reading through an old textbook just because i was like oh wow wow because it was there damn i mean damn shows boring and i don't understand why the hell it's ranked like where is it it's number 358 on popularity on mal jesus why Ew. i think it's just the 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 memes of it it's 
you know, people want to watch bad things. I mean, it goes back to what, you know, like Dan has said before previously in other podcasts. There's a fun in watching a bad anime with your friends where you can ridicule it and criticize it. Yeah, but, but this one isn't, there's nothing even ridicule. It's just like mediocre. Yeah, I didn't think this yeah. this wasn't bad enough until the end. I think when we, uh, when we get the crying, pla- cry, uh, the crying class president, I think yeah. that's the, the first true moment of something you could really, uh, you know, throw some popcorn at the TV and yell about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, that that entire last episode made, the, it was a reward, I feel like, but it wasn't good enough. It wasn't, it yeah. didn't make it worth it. It's yeah. no school days. Yeah, yeah, it's no school days. School days is that kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. Yes. School days is also lower and more popular. And at least in Kiss This, you got some sexy scenes like throughout the entire episode, you know? Yeah. This Kiss. one, you gotta wait until the very fucking end. And you know what? I don't like it. I wanna eat my dessert first. It's almost not okay. worth yeah. it, really. Because they don't really get into much. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like what I think we've all been discussing that kind of is detracting from any sort of enjoyment is the fact that this show. This show is so pretentious and thinks that it's making a legitimate love story. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so up its own asshole at points with the music. I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. this earlier, but the mute, like the fucking piano man, going like touching scene, touching scene. You are touched. Look at these ordinary lives ruined mm-hmm. by horniness. Yeah, that that piano track got stuck in my head. It did me all too. week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, there's sort of this, in fictional media like this, there's sort of this manipulation, you know, you work scenes around so that you the the viewer will more be enticed to feel how you want them to feel. And that piano is seems to be the only tactic that these people had to let you know that this scene is supposed to stay with you. It's supposed to be something that emotionally connects with you. Yeah. And that kind of manipulation pisses me off. Yeah, I feel the like the music is not supposed to tell you how to feel. It's supposed to complement what you're seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you take a pivotal scene, like going back to Attack on Titan uh, from season two, that a uh, charge, you know, with Erwin and all that. That's a very intense scene, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the music complements it. It's very, you know, uh, it's very energizing, engaging. If you took away the music, the scene would still have that level of just ferocity ferocity ferociousness mm-hmm. sorry uh ferociousness and just be an uh, a struggle like you would be emotionally invested in that scene but this anime is so devoid of those kind of elements to make you hooked mm-hmm. that it feels like and it's aware of it so it has to play this piano music to say oh audience that's sad that's touching and that's stupid yeah <laughs> and i hate it and it's the same piano scene every, or the same piano track every single episode. Yeah. Multiple times throughout the episode, the soundtrack is so one, yeah, one dimensional in that way. In a way that I found kind of surprising, given the like clear uh, degree of of investment and and uh, yeah, like res- resolution that, that went into making this show. You know, I, again, I feel like you're not making these like after sh- episode shorts making all of these extra, you know, e- OPs and EDs. And, and, like, clearly they're, like, really energized on making this show, but just not the soundtrack. Right. And that's something that kind of gave me a little bit of, um, 
what's the term I'm looking for? A little bit of vertigo, for lack of a better word. Because there is an obvious amount of someone who worked in this. The animation is, while uninspired, is... It's fine, you know, yeah. It looks... It doesn't look bad. And there are some scenes that are really... You know, they're, they're not awful. But... So somebody clearly had a vision. They wanted this to... They didn't just want a cash grab out of it. But... I was about to look at the director of the show, see what he's done. <laughs> what? He's done a... He was the director of Spice and Wolf. Really? Yes. Mr. Takeo Takahashi is the director of both seasons of Spice and Wolf. And, uh, you know, obviously episode directors come into a lot of play with that, too. But... This dude obviously has the ability to make something, but I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not even crediting him on Yasuga no Soro. There it is at the very bottom, you stupid idiot. <laughs> so, but it's just... I think the thing that makes me angry is... Or that makes me upset about anime and any sort of movie, film, book, TV show... Is when there's just this... When it's got this sort of its head up its own ass. But... And thinks that it's shitting gold but it's actually just shitting all shit. That's what makes me angrier because you have to have some sort of self-awareness. You know, the guy who did like, you know, from a couple seasons ago, my sister, my writer, they knew they were making shit. Mm -hmm. They were fully aware (laughs) that this was a garbage ass show and they didn't try. But this one, it feels like feel said, we're going to make it. We're going to, we're going to put the whole feel razzle dazzle on it and make it relevant. Mm -hmm. But it just, it just, didn't translate into a sort of experience i mean you're adapting porn you're adapting basically just so it's just porn with extra steps and have some just some damn self-awareness about the material you're crafting from you know yeah you know i'm not i'm not spitting out lies i'm the asuga no sora fandom can hate me (laughs) all two of them that are in our server (laughs) three technically because chronic was on it it's the it's the th- the uh, point you always bring up about anime as a product. Sometimes, like this one especially, feels like it was uh, an assignment given down by their producers, and yeah, of, of for a lot of aspects, they were just going through the motions to f- fill out that check, and then you have some people who actually like cared a little bit, as you can see with like the uh, the five minute like ending scene with the maid. It's a, it's like a spattering of people who really cared and people who just did not give a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what'll go a long way in these these anime adaptations is having fans of the source material because they'll want to work on it. You look at other shows, you know, other shows like One Punch Man, Attack on Titan. Yeah. They, yeah, you can contribute a lot of that to the studio at hand, you know. Studio wit, you know, you can say that it's because they're a good studio. But another factor of that is that this is a manga. This is something that people look forward to every single week. And when you are mm-hmm. a fan of the product that you are going to be making, you know, like when you're a fan of it, you'll put your best in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Arrowgate adaptations like this never feel, even School Days didn't feel <laughs> like they were fans, but they were doing their best. So I think that, you know, like we need, you need you need horny motherfuckers on your, te- on your team for these shows yeah. <laughs> who are in engaged in this kind of stuff if you want to make something you know okay 
Okay, one more footnote. This episode was originally recorded in November 2020 before Mira's passing, and we have nothing but respect and love for him. This was just to poke aside and make playful light of his production of Berserk. We know now that a lot of that is really to the fault of his health and all the work that he put into Berserk and the stress of manga creation. So just take this as a joke and for the time that it was recorded in. Again, we you know we still really respect Miura and he is, you know, Berserk is one of the greatest manga of all time. So just throwing that out there. So it doesn't seem like really insensitive. So you're saying that we should get the guy from Berserk to write anime about Idolmaster. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Miura should be on the Idolmaster team. Just like uh just like if they ever make a Dragon Quest and well, if they make another Dragon <laughs> Quest anime, they should have Hunter Hunter's uh mangaka on it as well. Because those two both love doing that more than their yeah. own work. <laughs> and it would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would be. I would go. I would go for. I would go for that. Yeah, I would. Wa- I would watch that stuff. Imagine if yeah. Moira did a uh, Idol Master manga. The level of detail that would be in those pages. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. I could go for that. I, I don't. I feel like. I feel like he. He is. His is just pure. Don't want to do it. Yeah. As they. Some. I noticed in the chat or somebody posted. Might have even been me. Why am I talking third person? Idol Master game delayed. New Berserk chapter coming out. <laughs> <laughs> These things are related. Yeah, man. I yeah. I, uh, Berserk ranks really, really high for me. That's a, a top tenner for me for sure. But one part of Berserk that I've never been able to get my mind around is the Miura quote that he has that he does not plan the story out in advance he makes it up chapter by chapter and that yeah. that to me just just boggles my fucking mind well there there are some mangakas who legitimately are like that Akira Toriyama in particular you know that's why there's so many changes to characters in Dragon Ball because it was a week to week process Cell went mm-hmm. through different forms because you know his editor said that's ugly fix it yeah that's stupid <laughs> fix it and does it it makes i could never do a story like that i could never make a story just week to week it would be it just doing D sessions it became obvious that whatever was on my mind was what was in the story yeah <laughs> don't say yeah <laughs> we was in that underground city for way too long um i can't believe that either that's really astounding to me because you know berserk's actually really fucking good i need my hand yeah it's it's technically i would say it's my one of my my favorite manga like i'm gonna get all those volumes slowly but surely are you going to get the uh like the individual original volumes or are you going to get the compendiums i am not going to get those compendiums dude those are so expensive they're nice i kind of want those compendiums yeah, I'm, I'm. I got my eyes on the compendiums as Most well. Most because I don't oh, yeah, have me any. Me too. Compendium. If I had like the original manga, then I I would just stick with the manga for completion's sake. But a compendium. Yeah, I'm at volume twenty two of the manga of just getting the individual volumes. So, oh yeah, then just keep on it. Yeah, it's gonna look nice on the shelf. Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. Doesn't the Attack it's... on Titan manga have like a compendium? It's like a big, huge, giant, colossal Titan book. I think so. I think all manga gets a compendium eventually. Yeah. Especially these hot properties. They just do, I think yeah. compendiums do well over in stateside because it, it it's I think, you know, people like having that nice shelf. Mm-hmm. 
There's no <laughs> sort of pick this up. Does it feel joy? No, it's I need. I'm gonna pretend this fills my life with joy because it was expensive. Yeah, and it looks nice. But Berserk's really good. I won't go. I might. I've never seen the. This is off topic. I've never seen the '97 anime. I've just exclusively what? manga experienced. Word. That's fair. I mean, the OP on the '97 is a fucking ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a bop. Yeah, that's a classic. It is. It's it's so memeable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I personally, I yeah, the original '90s anime for it is is one of my top ten anime ever, and I understand why. Like, I get the the decision to stick purely with the manga, but I think that that anime does do a a more than just a heroic job. It it does a fucking outstanding job of adapting that chunk of of the manga and i understand understand why it would feel unfulfilling because the anime does take out certain parts of the manga in an effort to make a more consistent and self-contained story even though it ends particularly open-ended so there's like not really any reason to make it self-contained yeah um but you know, I, I understand the logic of what they're doing, so I, I don't. Even if it's a little weird, I don't disagree with it. You know, we yeah, you should watch it. We should watch it. We should all watch it and talk about it because it's it's it is fucking amazing. Ooh. Oh, next collab. Yeah, the the soundtrack, and really, I think that's one of the biggest parts of what makes the original adaptation so great, and what would add. Um, from the manga is just the absolutely fantastic soundtrack that adds so much to the ambiance and so much to the emotion of what's going on on screen. Yeah, mm. I can dig that. I, I do legitimately, like one of my favorite sort of pastimes is just looking at these manga adaptation, like this manga, and comparing it side by side because while I'm not like an avid film of filmmaking or even have that much knowledge of it, I do find it fascinating to see the artistic direction that these people go in to adapt scenes and to sort of, you know, rip things off the page and make it, you know, cohesive mm-hmm. for this sort of art that you're trying to make. That's really fascinating to me. Yeah, like how uh, David Productions made a whole scene out of the torture dance of part five when it was, what, like four panels in the manga? Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you had to. There's no way. They, they couldn't have not done I know. That. Yeah, that's, that's iconic. It's it is it is iconic and it's been memed so hard that uh, you would have to be incredibly unself aware to think that you could get away with just giving that a blip on the yeah. screen. You know, it's what the people it's what the people want. It's what the people <laughs> need. And the fact that they didn't use that um, who was it? it was like the Eminem with with uh, one of the West Coast guys, um, the song from the meme. Yeah, oh, they should have yeah. used the song from the meme, and I understand that they probably couldn't because that song <laughs> oh, is you reposted pretty... in the wrong swamp. <laughs> yeah, you know it's uh, I'm sure it's caught up in copyright, and and also it's pretty provocative mm-hmm. with the lyrics. It, it's pretty explicit, but it would have it would have just been so perfect if they had just used the fucking song from the mm-hmm. memes. Yeah, they should have like they should have Nate Dog. It's Eminem and Nate. Yeah, Dog. that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm. I, you know what, Amelia? You could talk about JoJo if you watched it. 
<laughs> yeah, I was hoping nobody would bring that. <laughs> yeah, I was like noticing us saying like, "Oh yeah, Amelia's not talking because she hasn't watched JoJo." I know it's funny. It's like I went to Hot Topic the other day and uh, they had a really dope as JoJo uh, hoodie, and I was like, "Damn it!" If I only oh, that's cool. Yeah. There, there has been one online that's been in my cart for so long. Like, I just it was it was from Crunchyroll. It was that Trish Una shirt? Hmm. I just love Trish. I love. Why is Trisha's power t- to make things soft, but she makes me hard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was supposed to watch JoJo by the end of the year, but then Attack on Titan happens. Listen, once you once you pop JoJo, you're not going to stop with JoJo. JoJo uh, is... I've seen yeah. the first season, but I don't know. The first season? Like, do you mean the first season or the first arc? Like, the, like first, the first... Like, the first season, like, uh... All when, 26 episodes? Yeah, like, all the way in the back. Okay. So, parts one and two. Yeah, okay. okay, part yeah. Those part like this is just one one little just gonna I'm not gonna go down to the JoJo track because that's gonna be a that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But season Be three careful number. with what you say, <laughs> man. I, I really I really advocate hard for parts one and two. I I advocate for Joseph Joestar. Part two is my favorite I, part. It's fair. Joseph is my favorite, is my favorite character, but I think part four is my favorite part. Yeah, I feel that. Part 5 is my, my go-to. Part 5 is really good. I still have not started was, Part 5 yet. Part f- Dude, Part 5 is so fucking excellent. I'm waiting on my friend to catch up and we'll watch it together. Fair. I could go talk about JoJo all damn day. Yeah, but we can't because we're, we're not- talking about Yosuke no Sora. And wh- <laughs> it's just a dis- distraction game. Nobody wants to talk about this show. I feel like... I don't feel like anybody had a good time. No. I wasn't there, miserable, but that... I was sufficiently bored throughout. Mm-hmm. The H, H scenes were not really all that enticing. Honestly, this segment, these episodes would just be called anim, Animediocrity. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> ring, does not yeah. ring like Animisery does. Yeah, but we watched like legitimately bad shows. Or just, well, AkiCon was fucking awful. Yeah. But. We got one more. It's going to be the uh, the final boss. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. What is it? Uh, Kodomo no G-Con. It's, What's it about? Uh, third grader wants to fuck his teacher. Or fuck no, her fuck teacher, sorry. Teacher. It's, um... Fascinating. Very yeah. risque. Y- yes, it's very lowly con, and I don't... I Yeah. I like grown-ass women, so that's <laughs> why I was drawn to now, because I was like, that's a woman right there. <laughs> That's how I feel about the maid. The maid just just exudes this like very keen balance of the maturity of an older woman, but, yeah, she's, but she's still like kind of fun. And, yeah, she's, she's a, but she's because she's fun and fun loving, and you know, it's like very amiable personality. Well, that's a plus for Matt. He likes Umaru Chan. You yeah. like Umaru Chan, shouldn't you be all for that? Uh, yeah, it's just like I don't know, like <laughs> mm, chibi characters really have to like be done well and i feel like it was just like tropey and i was just like mm. yeah but i want to see her boobs in real size i mean whenever she is on scene i i i notice her she looks like she would help me file my taxes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she would get me extra extra money back then that's oh the maturity <laughs> and she's not she's not in chibi form at all times you know like she she alternates know, that's back what I'm and saying. forth like yeah uh, it's the chibi form that I can't get into. Like I just want to see her uh, as her normal full size. I was I was into it. I was into it when she was wearing different outfits in the last oh short. 
I was, or maybe maybe it wasn't the last short. Maybe it, it was, was like, the last. It was the last one. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's a fun loving woman. You know? <laughs> I would I would put Jeez. a ring on that. When she was like, "You want me to pretend to be the class president?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> there's not enough time in the day for all this shit." <laughs> it's like, go, go call planters. I think they're gonna find another nut in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, she is really perfect. I actually, I'd fuck and marry her. I, I feel like I, I, I take it back. The more we talk about her, the more I look back on her with fondness and say that. She was, she was, she was a gem in this dirt of a show. Yeah. When she was like, oh, I'm going to feign going to the bathroom at the beach and you feign following, going to the bathroom so we can just sneak off and fuck. I was like, woman after my heart. (laughs) She winked at him and she winked at him. That was like when I was like, oh God, why, why is life so hard? (laughs) She is, she is really the best thing in the show. It's like, good thing that pee is stored in the balls, because my <laughs> semen is stored somewhere else. <laughs> oh, no. Are you okay? We lost him. <laughs> There's something wrong with me whenever I laugh really hard. I start to choke. Oh. <laughs> the pee por- stirred the ball things. It was not expecting. Uh, so, what's everyone's? What's everyone's gonna what's gonna score this show? Well, arbitrary scores. If I had to give this a score, I if I had to look at this, I I struggled with it. For one thing, I struggled with it because I checked on like I got on my mail and I was like I'm gonna. I always go through my friends' feeds because I'm like invested in my, my friends are watching. I saw fucking Amelia gave it a six, so uh, dude. <laughs> so Damn. so for one Feeling thing, I made me look at it. I had to look at it critically because like Amelia thinks this is a six. And I, I said, mean, it's but, fine. Well, I had to look at it. I said five is the average. We five is basically you have made a product and it is sufficient. You know, there are a lot of five shows out there. Mm-hmm. You know, anything from the season, well, there'll be a lot of fives. You know, Iwakaku, that's going to be a five because it's serviceable. It doesn't do anything wrong, but it's not excelling. But I said, but this show only had me invested at the last episode. And is that worth it not getting the score I was going to give it? Is that one moment of fleeting prosperity worth the hours of destitution and, aggra- and just aggravation? And I said, no. Getting like getting punched in the stomach and then someone like rubbing my dick a little bit at the end does not negate those punches to the stomach. Mm. So I had to say I gave it a five and then I thought about this like like afterwards and I said this is not a five show this is a four <laughs> show <laughs> so I gave it a four. I'm I'm just very uh, generous with my scoring. Yeah. you are. Be mean yeah. to these shows. I Fuck can't em. be mean. I can't. You, you can though. <laughs> You gave okay. some actual good show like a three, and I was like, "What the fuck what? is wrong what with show? you?" What show? What show? Watamote. Oh yeah, Watamote. He still wrestled about that. Because Watamote's oh, yeah. fucking good. It's not, dude. It's a slice of life that's actually a slice of life. <sighs> it's a slice of life, and you don't like to look at it because you're so perfect, Amelia over there with a billion friends. <laughs> I don't understand how this what? person can't have friends. I'm sorry, I'm what? Where, where are my billion friends? All my friends are present, except for Jeffrey. 
I don't have you no got a thousand friends. followers on Instagram, and I was just patting my hundred what's going like. I love each and every one of you. Chew, chew, kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah, I know maybe 300 of them. That's, three, that's 200 people more than I know. Maybe <laughs> 250. But Watamoto is not good because it's not a good slice of life because we're not having happy times. We're struggling to make friends. Three. I mean, not- like, okay, so the thing about Watamote is, like, this girl just, like, complains about her situation the whole time, and she blames everyone else for it. When it's literally all about you, girl, you got to look inward. You got to do some soul searching. You know, if you want friends that bad, maybe don't walk around like a dirt ball. Or maybe, I don't know, make, make an effort at people. <laughs> like, I... Anyways, anyways, outside of Amelia's uh, insensitivity as it concerns people who can't make friends, uh, I give the show a four. It is very much a solid four. Uh, But the last episode, I give a six in particular. That's it. I feel the same way. I look at shows that score five as this show has sufficiently entertained me. And then anything beyond that has to do with its level of entertainment. Anything below a, f- a five, it's like, this does not do anything for me. And that's where I place Yosuke no Sora. It's a four. Right there next to School Days and Isekai Smartphone. Oh, yeah. oh well, the, the, the second one, that one's good. But School Days is good. Yeah, School Days gets a 10 out of 10 for <laughs> yeah. me. That's a 10 out of 10 on mine. School- I think if School Days is a 10. 10 out of 10, but I do thoroughly enjoy it. School Days is a 4 out of 10 show I would recommend heartily to, to people. <laughs> <laughs> 4 asterisks. So <laughs> I felt the same way as everyone else about um, our show. Here. <laughs> <laughs> how about the show? The show. Well, how do you say it again? Yosuga no Sora. Yosuga no Sora. I would give Yosuga no Sora a four four puffy eyed red president's eyes. Four blazed president eyes. Four blazed president eyes out of I ten. feel like if we asked Dan uh, to write Yosuga no Sora, he would write it all as one word. <laughs> yes. I gave I gave Yosuga no Sora the score of the amount of boobs that I liked in it. Huh, nice metric. Oh, fascinating. All right, that's, like. my, that, that's my scoring system. And uh, what was the score? So, w- w- wait, who were who were the what what were the three women whose boobs you liked so much? Okay, so the the maid, of course. Maid uh, now. now, and then uh, the uh, candy shop woman. Oh yeah. Ooh, she nice curveball nice. there. Very interesting. Yeah, she was nice. <sighs> well, I mean. At the end of the day, if you had fun with it and you, you you enjoyed it, then there's no reason to shame your misguided score of a six. <laughs> <laughs> or your extra misguided score of a three for Watamode. <laughs> and I feel like it was it was at least at least got this conversation out of it. This was fun. This made it yeah. worth it. Yes. This talk made it worth it. Talking yes. about pee and poop for like <laughs> twenty five minutes. Was worth it. I feel like we could have gone on for a episode. lot longer if you didn't wrangle us back in. Yeah, yeah, I was already thinking about it. I was like, I was like, I'm about to go to a territory where I can't come back from because it, once I say my kind of pooping experiences, people are gonna say, "Oh, you know what? No more." <laughs> <laughs> I did have one situation uh, that uh, I was telling Matt about <laughs> where I'm very, I'm very persnickety about using public restrooms. Public restrooms like disgust me to no end 
just the more I think about it. So nothing, nothing makes me feel safe and comfortable like pooping in my own home toilet. So whenever I can, I try to hold it in until I get home. As an example of my fortitude, I stayed at my brother's house for like a week to help him out. And oh he, he has like a, a bachelor pad and the toilet was not great. I held in a poop for a full week until I got home. No, no, no way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know how Damn. bad that is for I you? I felt so comfy when I got home though. You gotta, you gotta let it out. I could, I did not want <laughs> yeah. to. But the one time where my resolve was broken was when I was at Walmart. And I don't know what happened prior, but my body says, this has to go. And I was like doing a full, like, <laughs> like a full <laughs> thesis debate on the pros and cons of pooping at Walmart, like in their public restroom, or shitting my pants in the middle of the store. And I'm like, when I finally compared, it's like, all right, you can poop in a public restroom or shit your pants in Walmart. I'm like, you know what? That first option is not so bad. Uh, have you guys ever shat your pants in public? <laughs> yes. One time when I was younger and uh, it was at a roller roller derby and I went to, like, I barely managed to hold it in until I got there and they did not have toilet paper either. My dad had to come in and help me. It was it was not a fun time. I think we went home afterwards. Brutal. Yeah. I think that's how uh, it all started. <laughs> I I have IBS, so yes. What, what, I, is, this I, is what also, is IBS? Huh? What is I, IBS? Irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, word, word, word. Okay. Uh, and this is one one story that I'm... I that happened to me and it's one of the things that I look back at my my younger self and say what an asshole you were but one time when I was first like figuring out that this is like this wasn't normal these things are happening to me weren't normal I was like sitting in a history class in high school and like suddenly my stomach really hurt but it was in the middle of a lecture so I couldn't raise my hand and go because the teacher was a bitch and she would have been like no you can't go Matthew <laughs> anytime someone calls me Matthew I automatically deplore them yeah oh my god so, your full name's Matthew yes Okay, cool. Yes. Don't ever call me Matthew. If you, I will. Anyway, so. Matthew. I have a habit of calling everyone by their full name. If you call me Matthew, we're going to have problems. <laughs> you can call Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey all you want, but do not call me Matthew. Anyways, so. Anyways, back to the point. So I'm in there and I'm like, oh, my stomach really hurts. Oh, my stomach really hurts. Oh, my stomach really hurts. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm going to shit. I'm going to shit. So. I'm like in there and I'm holding it back and my body's like, no, we're not doing that. This is not how this works. <laughs> and I shat a little in my mm. pants and it smelled. It's brutal. Oh and shit. That's I panicked. I was like, oh God, oh God. And the girl in front of me was like, just was just like sitting there and I just saw an opportunity and I was like, oh, you, why do you <laughs> smell so bad? And everybody looked at her and they were like, oh, it does smell bad. <laughs> and they oh, all looked shit. at her and she was just looking around she's like what what and it was me with the shitty pants oh wow oh shit damn I, dude that what, is what cold. kind of girl was this was she like the the quiet nice girl or was she kind of like a, a a bitch so it's like you had no reservation about doing it how how hard did you throw her under the bus she was she was nice ish to other people but she had never been nice to ah, me. and she paid hmm. she paid for it in that moment although <laughs> and honestly we never talked so i 
I still think about it sometimes when I'm trying to go to bed. I just want to message her on some social media platform and say, I'm so sorry. Wow. Who did that? (laughs) And like, I think it was known that it was me because I threw those underwear in the trash and just went Hmm. no commando after that class. Wow. I think about it sometimes at night and I'm horrified. (laughs) What a move. I hate myself for it. Yeah. But every, you know, everybody does something rude when they're a little kid, you know, I was in high but school. But also, yeah. He's like, I'm a whole, I was a whole human. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I was doing. I went full on Game of Thrones and fucking <laughs> sacrificed someone to save my household. I was Word. already the weird kid. I couldn't be the weird kid who shed his pants. Oh, that's something you cannot recover from. You yeah, cannot. You can't. Can. I would have yeah. done the same thing. This woman had the resources to recover. I did not fiscal. I did not have <laughs> the amount, the ability to recover. Mm-hmm. I could not have. Anyway, that's my pooping and myself story. Please uh, don't I, judge. We don't. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually impressed. Like I have a newfound respect for you. Like wow, the Matt I knew before this moment would never have done that. <laughs> <laughs> this new Matt's like would shit himself and say, "It's me, guys. I'm so sorry." <laughs> The dark side of Matt. The dark side. I went full on Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. did nothing wrong. I, so my my shitting myself story was is uh, when I was a full grown adult, I uh, shat myself while playing a gig. Oh. But to put this in context, we were playing. So we were playing at my house. So it was a, a basement show at the house that I lived in, and and. Our basement was quite large. We could have like a hundred people in our basement, you know. Um, so we had gigs there for like, you know, twelve or thirteen years. Um, not that I didn't live there the entire time, but um, it was a long-running institution of, of our little community for DIY punk. And at this time, when my bands would play in the basement, immediately after we played, I would just run upstairs and take a shower because like. I'm all hot and sweaty and shit, and I live there, so why the fuck not? I'd just, like, run upstairs, take a shower, then come back down fully refreshed and ready to, you know, mingle and hang out with everybody and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, the first thing I did, you know, first uh, first song, immediately when I started, you know, the first yell out of my mouth, I shat myself. <laughs> and I was like, I just played it off like nothing happened, you know? Like, I just kind of kept going. Was it solid or? No. Oh. It was not. It was not like a solid something that rolled down my pants leg. It was like little little explosion. I guess it was like. <laughs> I'm mushy. just wondering, like, with the yeah, is it rolling down and like on stage now? No, no, okay. it was just mushed. It was yeah, mushed and like I was breaking into a sweat, so it was like you know also making everything more mushy, you know. So it was just a, a mess down there. But I I didn't have any reaction whatsoever to it. I just kind of kept doing my thing and. Uh, jumping around and yelling and whatnot and then yeah as soon as we were done i just ran upstairs and took a shower and tossed my uh clothes you know in a bag and was like yeah okay deal with that later and i yeah nobody knew but i told everybody like two weeks later because yeah. <laughs> after you know in they were the like, moment Man, we were in the pit with dan and he stunk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no it's like when it like dan in opened that-, that pit up <laughs> <laughs> when it happens in that moment it's really embarrassing but when you can tell it you know after time has passed then it's just funny in my mm-hmm. opinion so yeah. yeah i told everybody like two weeks later it was like oh yeah you remember that that gig yeah i totally shat myself right <laughs> off the bat <laughs> 
well, all awful, gar- all shitty things fade, and all experience, shitty experiences fade, and so shall the show fade from my mind. Unless Amelia has a story about pooping herself. No, I'm I haven't pooped myself. Lucky. Well, wow. you know what? I've had Damn. to go to, I've had to go in like a, a like gas station, like a rank ass gas station on the way home from New York, though. Like we were sitting in traffic, like when, when you leave New York at a certain time, there's just like a shit ton of traffic. And throughout the entire day, I think I just had consumed a lot of things that like went bad. Oh. <laughs> so I'm in the back of my dad's like car, my dad's driving. And I was like, dad, I need to go to the bathroom, but it's like New York. You can't, you can't just like walk into a place and go to the bathroom. So he's like, okay, well, you know, we can stop after we get out of the tunnel. And, uh, I was like, okay. And I'm in the back seat, like profusely sweating. Wedding, <laughs> clenching my ass cheeks together so hard, like harder than I've ever in my life Ooh. to keep this poop in. But Damn. I made it. I didn't poop myself. So. What a trooper. There you go. Yeah. I, the know. pooper I trooper. trooper. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and we have been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. We- oh, you're not going to let anybody talk about their poopy stuff. Oh, do you have more? You have more? Oh, no, that, that can be it. What about piss stories? Anybody piss themselves? I got a lot of period stories, oh, yeah. but I don't think anyone wants to hear those. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, I definitely woke up. I had a dream where I went to the bathroom and I woke up pissing myself. Mm. Same. Which I, to... yeah, apparently this is a common thing. I remember at that time I called Morgan on the phone and I was like, yeah, I, I just pissed myself. <laughs> I woke up and I was pissing myself. And she was like, yeah, that's pretty common, you know. Oh, my Ooh, God. Yeah, okay. Just call somebody up. How you doing? I pissed myself. I, I've never, <laughs> like, pissed myself accidentally. Or, l- l- hold on, let me refer- I never pissed myself incidentally. I did have uh, a moment where my cat pissed on my bed. So that was fun. And uh, <sighs> I, always, I always laugh too hard when I have a full bladder and pee a little bit. I had mm. one moment when I was about 12-ish, and we were having to reinstall the toilet in the hall bathroom, which is the one I use. So at the moment, there was no toilet. It was just a drain pipe hole, just like in the middle of the bathroom. And the only toilet available was the one in the master bathroom, which is through my parents' bedroom. So I really had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. My parents were asleep. So... I didn't want to like risk going into the bathroom, waking them up so I can use their bathroom. So I, brilliant me thought it was a better idea to just stand over my laundry basket and just piss in my pajamas and then take them off. Whoa! <laughs> and then just set them in there Ooh. and then go back to bed. I think I was crying nice. the whole, whole time doing it. Oh my god, what a... <laughs> Some <laughs> What a wild story. I am glad that I halted you on that execution of leader. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh I like you that. have a you have a I piss like yourself that. story, Matt? No, I'm fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have pissed myself in the same fashion, the fashion that Dana said, and it's always been it. It actually happened to me once while I was I had my ex over, oh. and we were in the in the same bed, and that was really embarrassing. 
I had to like I had to like have a heart to heart like I was about to tell them that me and me and uh, their dad were getting a divorce. I had to sit down. And I said, "So I pissed on you, <laughs> and I didn't mean to, and I'm sorry." And they're just like, "Did you?" I said, "Yes, I did. I'm very sorry. My bladder and I just have some separation issues we cannot resolve." <laughs> So that's why you're going to have two Christmases now. <laughs> and it was really embarrassing. And I've also pissed myself uh, again that fashion. Just anytime I have a dream and I see a bathroom and I walk towards it, like subconsciously in my mind, I'm like, don't you use that bathroom, Matt. Don't you use that bathroom. And then I do and I wake up and I'm just like, damn it. I feel like you can't control that. That's like, you know, that's not like consciously pissing yourself. Yeah, but have you ever just had to just, like, explain, listen, I pissed on you? No. Like. I haven't had to do that. I have to imagine it's not easy. It isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that sort of thing. I said, I could just burn this house down. I'd be easier. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be easier to say that that the house caught fire instead of saying, explaining that I pissed on you. But I am a, I've become a man of character. Yeah. Since blaming this woman for my own feces, <laughs> and said that you didn't, you didn't just roll over and go, "Whoa, look who pissed herself." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you piss? <laughs> I learned that lesson all those years ago. Honestly, I yeah. I understand that it's awkward, but I think this also has to hinge on the person that has been pissed on. Yeah. Because if they're understanding enough, you know, if they're like, you know, if they're fun enough in their demeanor, they might <laughs> you know, be okay with that. Well, you know, like if I if I were to accidentally piss on a partner in such a manner, I think the first words out of my mouth would be, and now I own you. i don't think i would be that kind of person if i wake up and find myself being pissed on accidentally or otherwise i'm gonna be pissed i'm gonna be mad i don't care Mm. what the inciting Mm. incident is i'm gonna be upset for the for the whole morning speaking of being upset in the morning audrey yep here we are talking about anna misery at uh what used to be 11 a.m. in the morning and what is now 2 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> and we, who has this been talking about? Yosuga no Sora in the crisp afternoon? Why, it has been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast with your hosts, Matt and Audrey, with special guests from the Otaku Host Club, Amelia and Dan, with no Jeff, sad face. Uh, he would have loved to be here. Jeff would have loved this. Oh well, yeah, I wonder how many times Jeff has ever shot himself. In the <laughs> I wonder how many times Jeff got aroused while watching the show because it was uncensored. Yeah, <laughs> aroused. <laughs> Find myself getting a little aroused. <laughs> so you can catch us every single Tuesday on our website at otakumelancholypodcast.com. It's otakumelancholy.com. God damn it. I do that every time. I'm so sorry. At otakumelancholy.com, where you can find our previous episodes and where you can download them. Also find our streaming services where we're hosted. And you can find our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Shout out to our new members, Poyo and Supert7. Uh, 
Super T7. Thank you for joining and talk anime with us. And I love you forever now. Yeah. But if you leave, then I'll ruin, ruin the day that you crossed me. <laughs> I have no in between. I either. I, I thank you for joining. Yeah. In all seriousness. All right. Plug your stuff. You can check out our podcast, the Otaku Host Club podcast, um, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as our website, otakuhostclub.com. Check us out on Instagram and join our Discord too if you want to like hang out and chat with me and Dan about peeing and <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Use that voice you used in the ED of your episodes. Thank you guys so much. Oh for my God! Stop. <laughs> it's a good voice. I I, I like Amelia Stein. Stop yeah. it, everyone. I do too, but it, it's. Oh my God. You want to be just I'm like the, the Otaku Host Club? Oh my God! No, stop it. No, it's totally reasonable. There's no reason to be be embarrassed. Oh my god! I mean, it's it's natural to have a moe soda be so bubbly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) mm, mm. Take us away, Matt. Uh, And as George Carlin once said, "You can pick your friends, and you can pick your anime, but you can't pick your friends' anime." That's it. That's show. All right. Truth. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Gone, but eh?